Hello and welcome to the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. I'm your host, Adam Castor. Here as always, my co-host at Birdsall. Mr. Birdsall, how are you? I'm good. How are you, Adam? I'm good. good. The Jets haven't played yet, so I'm in a better mood. That's good. That's good. Uh, good yeah, weekend? Yeah. yeah, good weekend. Good. Happy daylight savings to you. It's the most pointless fucking holiday there is. If it's you not really, call it a holiday. It's event. not really a holiday. It's event. a thing that happens. Yeah, event. Yeah. It's just I'm, silly. It's, it is silly. Because really, the good part of daylight savings only happens for a couple months. Yeah. Yeah. When it's light, when it's lighter out later. Yeah, no. Well, daylight savings doesn't really matter. It only matters for like two days out of the year is when you really notice the difference. Because the clocks change, you get more sleep or less sleep. Yeah, we should get rid of it altogether. It's stupid. It's very stupid. It doesn't matter. I'm up at f- I'm up at five o'clock whether I have daylight savings or not daylight savings. We should all just move to Arizona because they've already gotten rid of daylight savings. Good. That's a smart fucking state. Yeah. That's a very smart state. Smartest state in the union. Shout out Arizona. <laughs> Shout out Arizona. Um, we have a lot of games to talk about, a lot of stuff, a lot of storylines. Yeah. And let's start with the Thursday game, which actually turned out to be pretty good, in my opinion. It was all right. Between the Tennessee Titans and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, Will Levis definitely didn't, uh, you know, recapture the magic, so to speak, from his last performance against the Atlanta Falcons. But, I mean, the Steelers defense, T.J. Watt and all those guys, they're good. Yeah, they are good. They are good. And I mean, it depends. It depends on definitely where you want to start. Um, I think, you know, if we start with the road team and just starting with talking about uh, Will Levis and how he fared against that, that Steelers defense, it was the kids first short week, his first road start. And he didn't make any mistakes. Like he looked, he looked very, very, very good. And, you can look at the stat. You can look at the stat line all you want, and you could say, "Oh yeah, he didn't throw. He didn't throw a touchdown. He threw a pick uh, at the end of the game." It, what, I what, throw what, that pick. You throw that pick out the window. Right, right. He he looked good, and he looked like not only did it look like that he uh, belongs, but I think he could thrive, and I think he's he, this is the guy that I think we're going to be riding with for the rest for the rest of the year with the. With the Tennessee Titans, I think he gives them the best shot to win. I don't think Ryan Tannehill is that at all. And not to mention, you just look at the state of the offense, too. There were more shots taken in the last two weeks with Will Levis than there were at any point this year with Ryan Tannehill. And that's what you want to see. see. His air yard, like his average yards per attempt. I would love to see that compared to Ryan Tannehill's. I'm sure I can get I can get the A dots up. Uh let's see. A dot. But yeah, I mean the one kind of like troubling thing well, there are two troubling things. One for like, you know, in the real world with get well soon trail on Burks. Hopefully he's okay. But the troubling thing for fantasy is that DeAndre Hopkins was kind of like invisible in the second half. And they were blanketing blanketing blank yes. 
no, that's blanketing. Right. They were, yeah, they were covering him. That's easier to say. They were covering him pretty, pretty tight. And it, they knew that they were like, we're not going to let Hopkins beat us. And, you know, they didn't. So, um, yeah, but Derrick Henry had a good game. Rush for a touchdown. Um, but yeah. Okay game for the Titans. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Derrick Henry scoring helped, uh, helped a lot of people. And I'm sure, you know, instilled a lot of confidence in, in his fantasy managers that, that he's going to be able to have some life with Will Levis as the starting quarterback. And now that Ryan Tannehill is gone. Amen. Hallelujah. Yes. And for Pittsburgh, it was very funny listening to you and Jake just like bash Najee Harris and Jalen Warren. And then this happened. They're but, still I mean, bad. That's, that's, still, still bad. that's just, that's just how it goes. They, 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 they are still bad. I, I, I don't, I don't take any stock in this. Like, okay. Najee Harris put up 15.6 in, in, in full point PPR. I, that's, that's, that's awesome. That's like really, really good for him. But 15.6 in the high end is what is what you're getting from Najee Harris. Like that's that's the guy you want to be your super high end play. Oh wow, I can get 15.6 on a really, really good week from Najee Harris. No. Nah. Yeah. No. Nah. I'm not starting either of them next week. I'm not starting either of them at all. These guys are not helping and helping anybody when it's, when you a championship. Like could you start them next week versus Green Bay, theoretically? Sure. Matchup is fine. But there is more risk and there is more downside with starting the Pittsburgh Steelers running backs than there is upside. Yeah. It's A true. A million percent. I would I would much rather start Javante Williams over either Steelers running back. I mean, Javante, at least recently, he's looked, you know, rejuvenated a little bit. Yeah, he's look good. He's look good. But they're both in a shitty offense. They're both in crappy offenses. Yeah. I would still rather start Javante over Najee and Jalen Warren. And look, if you started Najee, you start Jalen Warren in full point PPR, you had a nice day. You had a nice day and you're and you're 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 loving life. You're loving life. But I, I cannot trust that this is going to happen again. I mean, the start rates say it for themselves. Najee Harris is rostered in eighty eight point six VSPN leagues. He was started in forty six point two of them. Jalen Warren rostered at 65.5% of ESPN leagues. He was started in 19.7% of them. So are those numbers going up next week? Maybe to 50%. Maybe. Yeah. But you're not, you, you, you are never, ever going to feel good about starting a Pittsburgh Steelers running back in fantasy. I'm sorry. You're, you're, you're just not. So no, not this point. I defend myself and I defend Jake. Okay. Uh, Deontay Johnson finally scored a touchdown. Muzzle tough to him. This is another great example of two guys that are just going to keep on eating, eating into each other. One of these guys is going to have a good day. The other one isn't. Deontay Johnson went off and good for him. You know, it's the, the what, however many days it was since Deontay Johnson, you know, got into the, got into the end zone. And Deontay Johnson's been, been really, really, really good for it was so long and, that. Ben Roethlisberger was the last quarterback to throw him a touchdown before yeah. this. Yeah, it, it, this is just what Deontay Johnson is. He, he he is similar in a way to Najee Harris 
but different where Najee Harris has the low floor, but significant ceiling where Deontay Johnson has the low Does floor, he? the high floor, excuse me, high floor with moderately high ceiling, but there isn't a guy that's going to go, that's going to go out and win you weeks in this offense. So there, there just isn't. And we've seen that. Well, especially after George Pickens' performance and like that whole fiasco, right? And even if you look at George, even if you look at George Pickens, you look at his best game this year, right? Six catches for 130 yards, a touchdown on 10 targets. That A came without Deontay Johnson there, and B was his best game of the year, and even then it was still 26 points. Yeah, the that- Steelers haven't scored 30 points this year, like once yeah this is this is not this is not an offense this offense is a richer version of what the patriots offense is and that's what i think we need to understand is that this is not an offense that is going to breed fantasy success is it going to breed safe performances here and there when you especially when you have the likes of deontay johnson there who is just a target magnet yeah yeah and the pittsburgh steelers offense is better than new england's I'm i'm not saying that it's not but I'm not comfortable saying, oh, yeah, Deontay Johnson's a must-start guy every single week. In full-point PPR, I-, I would say he's a must-start. He's a he's he's not a must-start, but he's a safe start going okay. forward. Pickens, I think he's going to be okay. I mean, we've seen it with guys that, that have complained. So complaining, complaining does work. Complaining, listen, complaining has a great track record this year. So, yeah, I mean, I'm just listen, just the guys that I can remember off the top of my head: AJ Brown, CD Lamb, Michael Pittman, and they've all been fine. Yeah, they've all been fine. So yep. we'll see. We will see. All right, let's move on to the game in Germany with the Miami Dolphins and the Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, there were some hot takes brewing at halftime of this game. And honestly, I mean, are the Dolphins kind of fraudulent? The F word? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. I said said it coming into the game. I said this is when we see that the Dolphins are frauds. And they are. They are. I'm not saying they're a bad team. They're a good team. But they're they're not the Chiefs. They're not the Bengals. Hell, they're not even the Bills. This is a good team that when they play up to competition that is like or better, they are going to lose every single time. Because they just don't they don't have it. I don't know what it is, but there's something missing with this team. And I just can't figure it out. Now, now I will preface it with this. Can Devon Chan, when he comes back, we hope in two weeks, because I believe they have their bye next week. Yes, they do. They have their bye next week. So then they then Devon Achan is ready to come back the following week against the Raiders. Can Devon Achan potentially help? Yeah, he definitely can. And I'm going to be very interested to see whether or not Achan is going to be that guy. And there's two games coming up for the Dolphins where we're going to be able to really see it. Well, three, if you want to call it that, but we don't know what where they're going to be at um, when they get there. It's last three games of the season. Dallas, Baltimore, Buffalo. 
The week 18 Buffalo is where I'm like, hmm, who knows where we're going to learn anything because where are they going to be? But the Dallas and that Baltimore game, those are like teams to them. Honestly, They're very similar in competition. We're, we'll be able to see what the Dolphins are when they play both Dallas and Baltimore. It's home versus Dallas and then at Baltimore for them. I think the Black Friday game against the Jets is going to be a big test for them too. I'm going to break your heart here, Adam. I just... It's going to be a test for sure because divisional games are funky. So that that I will give you. But I think the Dolphins are just a, an eons better team than the New York Jets. I don't know if they're... I, don't, I wouldn't say eons. Bird. Uh, We're not talking about this. They are eons better than the Jets. I wouldn't say eons. Eons. Yes. But the Dolphins can win the AFC. Can they? Yes. Oh, yes, they can. They can. Is it likely? No, it's probably like a 5% chance, but they have a chance. The Jets? Are the Jets making the playoffs? Uh, the AFC East is, is wide open. We have to have a conversation about the Jets making the playoffs. We don't have to have a conversation about the Dolphins making the playoffs. Okay. That's the difference. That's the difference. It's not an insult. The Jets are a good team, and that will be a tough game for Miami. And that will, especially at MetLife, yeah, that's going to be a tough, tough game. But the Dolphins are better than the Jets. They should beat the Jets. But that's where the test comes in, beating teams that they are supposed to beat. Okay, so well, that's not, I, that's I, not I, what I agree with you. We're dancing around the same sort of agreement. That's not what you – yeah, you said eons. And, and I'm they, like, are. That's, they are. They are eons better than, than, than the Jets. But the Jets – the Jets are a good team. The Dolphins are a very good team. For me, very good and good is eons apart. It's closer than you think, but that's besides the point. Let's go that's into... A, that's just a matter of opinion. Yes, it is. And that's what this is all about. So for Miami, um, I don't know. We learned, like kind of what we learned is what we learned is that they were, they the game script was against them. They needed to throw a lot. Raheem Mostert scored. And yeah, what what new do we learn here about the Miami Dolphins? Absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. Well, we learned Tyree kills human. Yeah, and that, that. Tua, and that Tua still has a noodle arm, apparently. Yeah, but you could all you could also you could also say that you know jet lag was a thing. They had to you know travel to Germany, and both teams had to deal with it for sure. And and it, it, it oh, showed. were the Chiefs just you know they had a home base in Germany that they were there. Like, you know, they it, both have to deal with the conditions. Yeah, it, it showed that both teams definitely, definitely struggled with just the game, right? I, I think this game was a letdown, just from a viewing perspective. It was a letdown first half, you know, dominated by the Chiefs, and the second half they just took their foot off the gas and and nearly let Miami uh, back into it. And by the way, Cedric Wilson is not a thing. Um, I don't want to hear anybody tell me that he is because he's absolutely not. Uh, but I think it's kind of time that we have a conversation about Jalen Waddle, and he's had two good games this year. Like seven fifty-one and a touchdown, seven for one hundred and twenty-one and a touchdown. Outside of that, he's been a four-five catch guy, and he's been like, hurt too, and he's been bagged up. Right. I I just think if you take away 
the fact that his name is Jalen Waddle, right? You cover it up and you show someone his stat line. I actually might do that. I actually, I actually might do that. Cover up the fact that it's Jalen Waddle and just show someone the stat line. That person would probably say, yeah, that's probably like a wide receiver three. Yeah. But then you mentioned Jalen Waddle. Oh, he's got to be ranked as a top 20, you know, minimum receiver. Based on name value and offense and whatever, all those other factors that are not Jalen Waddle. Exactly. Exactly right. I'm just tempering expectations now going forward with, with Waddle because, well, he hasn't, he hasn't earned for me the trust for me to say that he is an out and out wide receiver too in your fantasy lineups like many drafted him to be. He just has not been that. Yeah. And the uh, Kansas City Chiefs, they continue to coast. Um, you know, it's just not good for fantasy, really. It's ugly. It, it's it, it. I will never draft Patrick Mahomes ever again. <laughs> ever again. I, I'm, I'm sick of it. I am so sick of it. Honestly, we're going to talk about this later, but I feel the same way about Bijan Robinson at this point. I oh well, that that's a, that's that's different. That's no, different. I know he's not because he's not an established guy. But we're and we're talking about the guy that many people say is the face of football, the best player in football. Yes, and I, he has yeah. just been he's just been another guy. Granted, granted, what I will say also is quarterback scoring is down a- across the board. Quarterback play in general has been terrible. Sure. This year. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. It it just hasn't been the best scoring year for quarterbacks and anybody. And this goes, this goes way back when we're talking about, you know, draft strategy and things that we were talking about in May, June, July, when we were talking about, oh yeah, are is drafting a top quarterback worth it? And there was a part of me that came around and said, yeah, it definitely could be worth it. This year, no, no. It has not been worth it unless, unless you drafted Jalen Hurts. Yeah. And, and, he- and I'll, I'll give my, I'll give my boy credit to I'll give my boy credit to and, and, and Josh Allen. Josh Allen has been, has been awesome. But Jalen Hurts and Josh Allen have been great. Mahomes has not. Yeah. I mean, Herbert's been okay also, but he's not in that range. Fields has been injured. Yeah, we're, uh, we're, we're talking about like the elite, the elite guys yeah. that we're t- we were taking, you know, Mahomes round three, Allen round three, Hertz round four, if not late round three. Yeah. Like Herbert, you're getting round six. Sometimes even round seven, Joe Burrow, you were getting in like round five, Lamar round, or late round five, early round six. Yeah, I would say comfortably round five for, for Lamar. But there was three guys that were just head and shoulders above the rest. And that were absolutely Hertz, Allen, Mahomes. And out of the three, Mahomes has been the stinkiest of of the bunch. Yeah. Um, not a good game for Travis Kelsey either. Because, um, because Taylor Swift was in the building. I guess not. Well, I guess, I guess so. She wasn't in the building, and, Tra- and Travis Kelsey absolutely stunk. That, that honestly, I don't think I've ever seen a Travis Kelsey game like that in a long time. Where it there was, was just weird. 
nothing, nothing there. And the Dolphins are the, are the seventh worst team in the league against tight ends. Like this should have been a really, really good Travis Kelsey game. And it just, it just wasn't. Now, what I will say is the Chiefs, they're on their bye next week. Travis gets to, you know, have have his little fun, go on cute dates with Taylor and 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 all that. And then he gets to play his brother in the Kelsey Bowl. Oh, fun. So I would make a bet that Travis Kelsey is scoring against Philadelphia Eagles. I would take that to the bank. Just so many narratives going into converging on the one spot. And and let's go, Chiefs. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, Noah Gray was the leading receiver in yardage in this game with 33. 33. 3-3. Yep. Just sickening. Well, the Chiefs were up 21-0. They didn't have – they didn't need to throw the ball. No, they didn't have to. They didn't have to. They took their foot completely off the gas in in classic Kansas City Chiefs fashion. And – and it was absolutely freaking horrible for everybody. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. An absolute shellacking in Baltimore today. And, uh, man, don't listen to us talk about the Ravens like a couple weeks ago, please. Because I think a lot of people are going to be eating, eating crow about Baltimore. When we were saying like, oh, they're whatever, they're meh, they're they're coasting too, they're just an okay team, they're just well coached. This team looks like they found it, even though Lamar Jackson didn't do amazing. Um, and was he injured in this game as well? Uh, briefly, or, briefly, but uh, everything I've heard is that Lamar's fine. Or was it a? Bl- I guess it was a blowout because Tyler Huntley also got into the game and threw a touchdown. Uh yeah, yeah, they they pulled they pulled everybody. At, at the very end they pulled they pulled everybody, but um, also Mazeltov on Keaton Mitchell. I know that that was a, a call from you from a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, it was about time. About time Keaton Mitchell Keaton Mitchell popped off. Um L- Lamar did what he had to do, right? It was 37 to 3 and I I still stand by my take that the, that the Ravens are just they play to their competition. The teams that they are supposed to beat, they beat. And the teams that they are supposed to destroy, they keep closing games. This, yeah. is what the Ra- this is what the Ravens do. And you know what? That's fine. That's fine. I- I've come to accept it. That they're playing good football. Lamar looks really, really good. Granted, today, not his best day, but he didn't have to do anything. He did not have to do a damn thing. But Going forward, the schedule does get does get tougher for Baltimore, where they're going to be in games and they can't necessarily coast. Cleveland, Cincinnati, the Chargers, then they're on their bye. The Rams, the Jaguars, the Niners, the Dolphins, the Steelers. That's a rough schedule. They can't coast. <clears throat> they cannot coast. So we're gonna see what the what the rate what the Ravens are uh moving forward. But Keaton Mitchell. Have to have a conversation about Keith Mitchell, how good he looked. Nine carries for 138 yards, 15.3 yards per carry. 
Yeah, just another day at the office. And you know what? You know what's sad? I don't want to drop a significant amount of fab on him. Is it because you don't think he's going to do it again? No, because we have three running backs here that are just, he's just another, he's just another guy. He's another cog in the wheel. Three running backs and Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Yeah. Like, look, if there are, there are teams that are going to need running back options, right? And if Keaton Mitchell, if you, if you need it, and you need a big-time running back that could change the way your season is going, then by all means, break the bank for Keaton Mitchell. But what I'm just urging and, and, and wanting to put out there is I would rather see it again before I'm picking up Keaton Mitchell and starting him right away. If you're getting him, awesome. But just keep in mind, that there is the overwhelming possibility and honestly likelihood that we have Gus Edwards putting up 15 carries against the Browns and Keaton Mitchell gets two. Like that Justice is, Hill is going to be there and he's going to score a random touchdown. Right, you know it, this. It, exactly. You, you get what I'm throwing down. You get oh, what yeah, I'm throwing down. Oh, yeah, absolutely. This is the Baltimore Ravens MO. You know, ever a, since... A thousand percent. Yes. J.K. Dobbins gets injured, the running back room is a mess, and we don't know who to start. To a T. Couldn't say that much better myself. I've seen this movie before. We've all seen this movie before. We just did this 12 months ago. I know. We did this 12 months ago. We did the same exact thing. This literally just happened. It's, right. It's deja right. vu. I just re- I refuse to make the same mistake again. But I understand that now times are a bit more trying where you have a running back that pops off on waivers. You want to throw down whatever you need to do. And as we're going into week 10, we're kind of getting you know playoff pictures together and and things like that you may not have the option right and you may have to throw a bag on Pete Mitchell and if you have to god bless you i hope it works out for you i just and personally i'm not going to go ahead and do it to the to the point of where you know i'm dropping 25 30% of my fab i'm not doing it now would i throw a 15% bid in sure sure i would consider it why not but just see what happens 25% which is probably what it could require. Mm-mm. No, I'm not doing it. Yeah. I don't know. I, I can't give you any other options because I don't know who else is there or like, you can't speculate on that necessarily. Just, I don't know. Like, I'm just, I'm just trying to think of a, of a name off the top of my head. Like, if you're telling me Damian Pierce is not playing again, I would much rather drop 5% of my fat to go get Devin Singletary than I would drop 25% of my fat to go get Keaton Mitchell. It's funny. I was also thinking about Devin Singletary. Like, that that's kind of the name that I'm thinking of. Yeah, something around that range. Because a lot of the good right. backup running backs have already been taken. So, it's right, slim Right, if, if you believe in the ceiling and you believe Keaton Mitchell could be the 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 guy that wins this job and, and does that, then God bless you. Yeah. God bless you. Go for it. Um, on the other side, Seattle. Ooh, this is like a burn the tape game for Seattle. I feel like. Uh yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely burn the tape game. Uh, throw it out the window. DK Metcalf. I mean, we had we've had this conversation. It's just been, meh. It's another one. It's another one. It's it's very similar to Jalen Waddle. Like, take away the fact that his name is DK Metcalf. Hide his name, show his stats. 
people will say, yeah, that's a wide receiver three. Yeah. And it's stinky. It's it's very, very stinky. One for 50 in a game that they lost by 34 points. DK Metcalf has one catch. It's kind of wild that Gino only threw the ball 28 times. Yeah. Yeah, it's it, it, it is just simply, to me, it is simply unacceptable that they cannot get DK Metcalf more involved. Now, what I like is that they're getting Jack Smith and Jigman more involved, six for 63 on seven targets. Love that. He's he's coming along. But you would think the guy that you would phase out of it is Tyler Lockett. The guy's a free agent at the end of the year. The guy that's getting up there in age. The guy that probably is not going to be there as one of the faces of the Seattle Seahawks next year and then beyond. It looks like the guy they're phasing out here is DK Metcalf. And I can't understand it. Yeah, I mean, either. Honestly, even going back to his days with the Jets, Gino has always been up and down. He's like, you know, he has great momentum. And then he just has a crazy letdown. I remember, I think it was, it was in his rookie year. He played a great game against like the Atlanta Falcons on Monday night or something. And then I remember this crystal clear, but he there was a game that he went that the Jets were in Cincinnati, and they got creamed in that game. Everyone was expecting big things, but they got murdered. Jake probably knows exactly what I'm talking about if he's listening to this. But you know this stuff happens to Geno Smith, and so um, yeah, and yeah. and don't worry, don't worry about Kenneth Walker either. Like I'm not particularly worried about it. Great matchup next week at home versus the commanders. Like a smash play for Kenneth Walker. I'm not worried about it. Yeah. Um, sorry. I'm trying to find, figure out what game that was. Oh, it was, they actually beat new England in overtime. And then it was ever, it was all high. Everyone was on the high of that. And then they lost 49 to nine in Cincinnati. Just okay. Marking that one down. Yeah. Jets aren't even on this show, and the Jets still mentioned. It's because it's relevant. It's Geno Smith. Oh, it is relevant. It is relevant. It's it's relevant. It's, per, it's past history, an indicator of future performance. Clutching at straws, but relevant. Yeah. Relevant's enough. It passes. All right. Next game, the Arizona Cardinals. Ooh. Uh, they got shut out by the Cleveland Browns. In Clayton Toon's uh, NFL debut. I believe it's he's his bad. NFL debut. Oh, yeah. he's bad. I, oof, my God. He's, uh, yeah, no. No, we don't know. I'll be very curious to see whether or not Kyler is back next week. I'm very, very curious. And if it's not, it's not Kyler. I mean, you can't play him. You can't, you can't play this kid. Like, it, the back, their backup is Jeff Driscoll. Like, I think I would much rather see Jeff Driscoll than I would Clayton Toon. Like this was this was a just diabolical. Man, if this only they had a reliable so starter bad. on their roster. If only they had a reliable starter that on their roster already that they hadn't traded away that actually won this week in a hype. Because they want to tank. I know. They're doing as Jake said, I'll just I'll quote him. This is the best tank job that I've ever seen. It is. This is they are like, full on embracing it. And you know what? Bravo. Like, just do it. So, in that case, I guess you're not, you don't think that Kyler is going to be back this year? 
No, I think Kyler, I think Kyler returns next week. Okay. <laughs> With that being said, I think Kyler goes back. But why? That, 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 that's it. That's exactly it. Why? What's the point? Why even open the window if you're gonna like the twenty-one day window? Well, they have to make a decision next week. Otherwise, he's out for the rest of the year. Yeah. So we'll find out. We'll definitely find out. But yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely dark for uh, for anybody who's half invested in well, the, in the Arizona Cardinals. But you're still sticking with Hollywood. You're still sticking with Big Bride. The Cleveland Browns defense is just this is a good defense, and I think a lot of people will say this is oh, the was worst this- test to give to Clayton Toon. Somebody making their NFL debut. This is the worst defense to go up against. Yeah. Yeah, this is it's pretty damn close to it. Pretty damn close to it. Um, but you're still sticking with Pride. You're still sticking with Hollywood. But if you have concerns about playing them, I could I completely understand it. Like Hollywood. Also, when is James Conner coming back? He's uh he's been on IR for a while. Well, who the hell knows, right? If is James Conner coming back is probably the better That's probably question. Probably the better question. Yeah. Is <laughs> is he coming back? Is Zach Ertz coming back? Like right, uh, right. You know, I don't know. They are just wanting to make sure that they are in the best position imaginable to get Caleb. Yeah, well, Caleb didn't look too great on Saturday. Uh, no, no, but he uh, he better have walked right into Lincoln Riley's office this morning and said, you know, thank you for everything. Um, enjoy being a terrible college coach without me. <laughs> He's a bad coach. He's a bad coach. Yeah, well, the defense, thank firing the defensive coordinator was probably. I mean, it's de- it's deck chairs on the Titanic. Yeah, I couldn't say it much better myself. And it's the same fucking thing that happened at Oklahoma. Same yeah. thing. Same thing happened at Oklahoma. Same thing happened at USC. Score forty two. Better not give up forty three. What's the main difference between Oklahoma and USC? Uh, let me think. Oh yeah, they were coached by the same guy. Yeah, and they have to go to a conference next year with better defenses. So good luck with that. Good luck. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> good luck. Um. Yeah, I don't know. There was some whatever. I hope that Joe Shine and who's the GM for the Broncos now? Um, because because they were both in attendance. So I hope they got a good uh, idea about who they wanted to pick. I know the guy's name. I know the guy's name too because he's 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 a, he's a nice guy. Yeah, George Patton. Oh, not the gen- not George, the general. Oh, uh, George. Yeah, I was about to say. I'm sure. I don't think you know. Yeah, he's he's, he's a nice guy too. From what I hear, oh. what I hear is is a is a nice guy. Well, I hope that they were able to take it all in in that game. Yeah, I hope they were able to enjoy it. Yeah. Because, I mean, well, with the Giants, they might be picking one of those guys. Might definitely be picking one of those guys. We will have an all, a whole offseason <laughs> to talk about it. But yeah, yeah. I, have th- I have thoughts about the Giants for sure. Uh, Cleveland, though, is whatever. is an easy game for them. Bounce Not back tr- for... Listen. Bounce, yeah. Deshaun Watson looked good. This was probably... Maybe with the exception of against the Titans, this was probably the best Deshaun, Deshaun Watson has looked all year. Just clean pocket all day, 
made his throws, got Amari Cooper involved, his best player, got David Njoku a touchdown. This is what you want to see from, from Deshaun Watson. But they face Baltimore next week. We saw what Baltimore has done to Jared Goff. We saw what Baltimore did today to Geno Smith. This is another kind of quarterback that Baltimore eats alive. But what yep. I will say that helps him is that Deshaun Watson, I think, is going to have to use his legs more often. And that's when we're going to see how healthy Deshaun Watson is. Well, you know what happened last time? The Browns play the Ravens. In case you needed a refresher, they lost by a score of 28 to 3. That's true. And that was at home. For that, was in, that was in week four, too. That was the first week of PJ, correct? Uh, I will check. Or was, that, was, actually, Dorian, was that Dorian Thompson-Robinson? It was the DTR game. Yeah, it was the DTR game. Oof, that was ugly. So maybe a little bit different with Watson. But still, the Ravens have a good defense now. Or they've always had a good defense. But this is going to be a big test for uh, for Cleveland. Oh, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yes. Sorry, I am uh, looking at the steel, at the uh, Bills-Bengals game. Joe Burrow has already thrown a touchdown to Irv Smith Jr. Joey B. Joey B. All blue Love. eyes. My guy. Love Joe Burrow. Okay, let's move on swiftly to... Sorry, I can't, I can't make the transition, but we're going to move on to the probably the game of the week, I think. Um, and that is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Houston Texans. This was an awesome game. This was an awesome game. And the right outcome happened. Are you going to elaborate? Arthur Smith is a nice guy. This is... But the Tampa, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and the Houston Texans. Oh, I'm so I'm so sorry. <laughs> I put I pulled up on my notes. Now next up because we had gone in order up to this point for for my notes. I had the 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 Falcons and Vikings game up next. <laughs> this was a close uh, runner up for 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 game of the week. But this yeah, this most cer- this most certainly was. Uh, one A, one A, one B. Okay, we'll get to Arthur Smith in a minute. Sorry, I just needed to, I just needed to say what a what a nice guy Arthur Smith was. I was about I got, to be I like, got, I got in trouble for what what I said about Arthur Smith last week. Okay, right, fuck Arthur Smith. But you said it, not me. I can't I say did. I, I did. I can't say that. You no, can. I can. Hey, listen, say that. you have sources that you talk to, so I, I got I got in trouble. I got in trouble. <laughs> I thought you were being like, oh, the right out- outcome happened because C.J. Stroud, Ohio State quarterbacks, breaking the curse, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. My boy. My fucking boy. Almost lost to Rutgers, but it's okay. Almost only cut the horseshoes <laughs> and hand grenades, Adam. I'm aware. I don't, I don't give a fuck. We're talking about, we're, we're talking about the Texans first or we want to talk about the Bucs? Uh, let's talk about the Bucs. Sure. Rashad White. Nice. Things. Nice. Really, really nice. And they used him. They used him. The offense was flowing. Offense looked really, really good for the for the Bucks here. And I tell you what, 
Baker Mayfield, while Rashad White is not the most efficient runner in the world. Hardly. And he probably never will be. Rashad White has just benefited so much from Baker Mayfield because Baker Mayfield checks down to these to the running backs so often that no matter what Rashad White does on the ground in, in half and full point PPR, Rashad White's always going to have that very safe, stable floor. And then you had the two touchdowns like he did today and, and oof, just a monster game from Rashad White. Uh, yeah, awesome. I loved it. Absolutely loved it. This was great to see. Um, do it again next week versus the versus the Titans. Yeah. And, you know, actually, I was actually going to talk about this, or I was I forgot to talk about this when we talked about Thursday. But I think our old adage might be wearing a little thin. You might be able to run on the Titans now. Um, I'll let you know next week. Okay. Next week, I'll definitely let you know. Yeah, Kate Otten, though your good your good buddy Kate Otten with two touchdowns. My friend, my friend, Jake texted Jake texted me twice today. <laughs> Kate Otten exclamation point exclamation point exclamation point and then. Kate Otten, exclamation point, exclamation point. That's my guy. I hope that the second one was in all caps. He, he's, he's, he's just incredible. Like, he's just, he's amazing. I love him. I really, really, really do. Um, You're not picking him up, though. But I love him. I, I really do. He's a friend. He's a friend. It's he, a good he, week for tight ends, honestly. Scoring, this is a good week. Yeah, yeah. I, t- I tell you what, this was a really, really good week for tight ends. And this is a week, too, where... Travis Kelsey put up a 4.4. And George Kittle and Sam Laporta were on were both on by. And Evan Ingram. And Evan Ingram. Yeah. All three of them were on by. And this is like the best. Well, you know, Dalton Schultz, your good friend, was the leading scorer. My which good we'll friend, talk about. Dalton Schultz. I, I, I love him. I love him to death. But anybody, anybody who streams tight end, congratulations. This is a week where you just take your victory lap. Dalton Schultz, Cole Komet, Kate Ott, and Jake Ferguson, John Smith. Wild. Even the bouncer scored. We love the bouncer. It's a great guy. Yeah. Anything else with the uh, Bucks before we can move on to the Houston Texans? Um. Are you worried about the receivers? No. No. It's. It was Nevin's week. It was Nevin's week. Yeah. It happens. Would not. I would not be panicking. All right. The Houston Texans. Oh, CJ Stroud. Just wild. Adam. Yes. I got in trouble last week for what I said about the Atlanta Falcons, right? Correct. Whomever made the decision for the Carolina Panthers to select Bryce Young over CJ Stroud, that guy needs to be fired immediately. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh my god! And it's bad, and it's bad enough for Carolina Panthers fans that they lost by fourteen points against the Colts. And like, the Colts are a good, are, are a solid team. Like, I'm not saying, I'm not saying that they're not. But like, uh, CJ, are you kidding me? Yeah, 
It's a wild game from CJ Stroud. And this guy too, like, I just want I want everyone to make sure that we're on we're on the same page here when I when I just let everybody know here. The guy has thrown one interception. One. In his entire career career thus far. We are going into week ten. He has thrown one pick. And he has 14 touchdowns. Like, good good for him. And if he could sprinkle in more consistent two-touchdown games, is a a 30-touchdown season out of the question? Probably not. He might break, I guess it's Baker Mayfield's record now for rookie touchdowns in a season. He could do it. It's not impossible for him. Good for him. Like really, really, really good for him. And I know uh, Jake and I, we took our victory lap today too. Uh, we both had CJ Stroud as our number one quarterbacks in, 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 in number one quarterback in the offseason, both of us. And yeah, we're we're smiling pretty big right now. I was wrong. It's actually Justin Herbert's record. Oh, that's most... right. Herbert did break it. That's that's right. That's right. So that's thirty one. He is thirty one touchdowns. Uh, to break Damn. Herbert's record. He could break it. He could definitely, definitely break it. Yep. Likely? No, but if he strings together, you know, a couple two touchdown games in a row, yeah, we're cooking. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, here's the thing though, with this. Are you starting well, Dalton Schultz? I don't know. You could probably maybe if you want to stream tight end. But Tank Dell just does this. And it's like, do you trust him to do it again? No. He has to do it again. Yeah. He has to do it again first before I am starting it. But uh, there were a lot of people that were saying this was a Tank Dell Dell week. And for those people, I say, good for you, boys. Um, However, with that being said, I want to see it again. Yeah, because I feel like Nico Collins is probably still the number one receiver in the offense. Uh, yeah, yeah. Nico, Nico had a good day. Nico yeah. a good day. I mean, it's not like, not like he didn't, but I mean, who who thought Noah Brown was going to do what he did? Right. And by the way, you're not picking up Noah Brown. Like I just want to make that very, <laughs> very abundantly clear. You're not you're not picking up Noah Brown. There are there are. Two guys that I consistently start in the Houston Texans. It is Nico Collins and it is Dalton Schultz. Yeah, well, besides the quarterback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Out of the skill position players. Yeah. Okay. The Chicago Bears and the New Orleans Saints. This game was a lot closer than I thought. But um, another kind of coming down to earth game for Tyson Beijing. I mean, you know, this the shoots and ladders, whatever of a rookie season. Peaks and valleys is the phrase I was thinking of. The peaks and valleys of a rookie season. I don't know why I said shoots and ladders. That's so dumb. Close enough. Close. I was like, yeah, opposites. Anyway, um, yeah, a lot of turnovers for uh, Bajent, but Cole Komet, I. What I can't take credit for this, but Cole Komet, good game. 
Yeah, but this is also the best defense that Tyson Bajan has gone up against by a long shot. Like the defenses that he's faced so far, he went up against the Vikings, the Raiders, and the Chargers. And then he went up against the Saints. Like this is Saints are a legitimate defense. And he 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 failed that test. But what gives him some fantasy appeal in Superflex is the rushing numbers. Eight carries for 70 yards in this game. And he and they kept it relatively close. Like I give him credit. They they played a hard game. Um, I'm not, you know, gonna say it. They didn't. What gives Bajan some appeal if he remains the starter going forward is that rushing floor, if he can continue to do that. So if you have a quarterback issue, if you have bye week issues, and Bajan is looking like your guy next week versus Carolina, I wouldn't love it. But On Thursday? It's, it's, I, I wouldn't thing. love it. I would not love it. But some people in Superflex don't have that option with potential Fair. buys. If you have that and you have to go with Bajan, then I think it's okay. Obviously, I think I'd rather Aiden O'Connell at this point over over Bajan. But if you have to, I understand it. Yeah, it's uh, going to be an interesting matchup. It's another pretty you know vulnerable defense in Carolina. Yeah, yeah for sure. And DJ Moore revenge game. Yeah. Also, did you say Aiden O'Connell? Yeah, I did. Aiden O'Connell on Sunday night against the Jets. I would rather start Aiden O'Connell over Bajan. Doesn't doesn't mean that Aiden O'Connell's a must start. Okay. I okay. To me, I'm not starting either one of them. Just to make that very clear. Fair. Just wanted to very, okay. very clear. Just but, wanted to make sure in case people, you know, did some double takes yeah, in their I'm car. I'm just trying or... to think of like the available super flex guys. Like I'd rather start Zach Wilson over both of them against against the Raiders. Okay. To make that very clear. Just making sure, because I'm sure a lot of people had a cup had you know did a double take when they were listening to this. Be like, wait, what did he just say? Yeah. So just per usual. What, yeah. <laughs> per usual. Um for New Orleans, uh good for you. Derek Carr, you as you predicted, Derek Carr had a good game. Taysom Hill start of the week. We could just talk about that. Yeah. My guy, Taysom. We're friends now. We're definitely friends now. Yeah. Like, oh, really? I thought I thought you hated Taysom Hill. No, we're friends. We're friends. Okay. You need to start him every single week. Like, go Kooks. Go Kooks. You need to start Taysom Hill every single week. And you know who he gets next week, Adam? Who does he get next week? The Minnesota Vikings. Oh. And Josh Dobbs. Ooh. Yeah, I will be starting uh, Taysom Hill over Dalton Kincaid next week, where where I have Taysom Hill. I did. Do you want to talk about double takes? I was like, wait a minute. Oh, right. Tight end. I would be starting Kincaid. Uh, Sorry, Taysom Hill over Kincaid. Over Kincaid. And that's that's no slight on, on Kincaid, but you have a guy that catches passes, which is what tight end does, who... Rushes kind of 11 carries today. 11. He led the team in carries. He led the team in carries. Yeah. He he caught a touchdown. He threw a touchdown. Oh, did I mention he's a tight end? And in a position such as tight end, which we are clamoring for options for 
week after week after week, we are clamoring, hammering, hollering for help. Taysom Hill, here, Taysom here, Hill here's, comes in. Here's your Messiah. Here white, he is. Riding on a white horse. Here's yeah. Taysom Hill. Yeah. You want your cowboy and your white horse. Here it is. Yeah. Okay. There it is. He's going, he's going to be a top eight tight end for me next week. Man, this season's weird. In case you question, tell. The question just is over who? Well, I know it'll be over Dallas Goddard because Dallas Goddard's on a bye, thankfully. Yeah. All right. Anything else with this game? Uh, Chris Olave finally scoring was uh, was was really really nice. Don't worry about Michael Thomas with the big fat zero. Thank God it finally happened, so I don't have to listen to Jake for for a week. Amen. Hallelujah. Um, and <laughs> and Camaro finally came back down to earth, which was uh, which which was kind of nice. But outside of that, yeah, Taysom Hill's awesome. I love him. And Derek Carr, yeah, you you can continue to start him. Uh, I would. I might have him as top 15 play next week versus versus the Vikings, if not top 12. Yeah. All right. Speaking of the Vikings, finally for you. Here we go. To Arthur Smith. Adam, you could tell the audience what that is. Bird held up a finger. I'll let you guess which one. A thumbs up. Close. A thumbs up. Couple fingers off, but close. Listen, everybody in the fantasy community was rooting for the same thing today. And it happened. The Falcons lost. Yeah. The Falcons well, lost. And all, all, fuck all Arthur good. Smith. Like, okay. I know that Jaron Hall looked he looked all right. He was five for six for seventy eight yards when he when he when he left the game. Well, it's an unfortunate injury. For sure. For sure. But was it the worst thing that could have happened to the Falcons was having Jaron Hall leave and Josh Jobs come in? Was that the well, worst thing that could have happened to them? They were driving. They were they were in the red zone when Jaron Hall got hurt. Right, right, right. Which is why which, I mean Jaron Hall, he looked he looked he looked all right. I'm not saying they didn't, but Josh Jobs, we've seen what he's done this year already. This guy can be a backup. A backup for so many teams in this league. Hell, he could start for so many teams in this league. Don't tell Jake. Jake is already being like, if Josh Jobs can do this, what's what's Zach Wilson's problem? I saw his problem? Twitter today. I saw his Twitter <laughs> today. He was he, he was just he was just going off. And this guy and this guy just defend defends Zach Wilson every chance he gets. Meanwhile, he wants to replace him the first chance he gets. I don't think Jake loves to have it both ways. But I. <laughs> You can't always get what you want there, Mr. Simone. But you'll get what you need, deserve. But that's how it goes, right? But if you try sometimes, you just might find you get what you need. That's what it is. Yeah. But if you try sometimes, here's my find. You get what you need. Definitely top five Rolling Stone songs. Um, A top, top. five. Top five. But number one, number one is clear clear really what's your what's your number one pain black oh yeah okay that's what i was gonna say <laughs> it's a great one pain black is yeah that's a bop 
Yep. Um, yeah, no, I, like I said earlier in the show, I am not drafting B. John Robinson next year. Uh, where does he even go? I mean, this is an off-season conversation, but like, what the fuck? If, if Arthur Smith is still employed by the Atlanta Falcons, mm-hmm. where does B. John Robinson go? I'm not touching him with a 10-foot pole. No. Nope. Um, if, B, if, if Arthur Smith is no longer with the team, I would consider B. John Robinson in the third round. If Arthur Smith is there, I'm not touching him with a 10-foot pole. It's just absurd. It's ridiculous. It, it is just, it is so beyond ridiculous at this point that, like, listen, I know Tyler Algier is a good running back, right? So then why draft B. John Robinson? Thank you. Thank you. Like, listen, I hate the Philadelphia Eagles. I think that is abundantly clear. I hate the Eagles, mm-hmm. but we know the Eagles would have at least used him properly, right? Yeah. Like, it, it's it's just, it's it's so, so frustrating. It's like there's a disconnect with the GM and the coach, where the GM is like, we love this guy. He's a generational running back talent. But the coach is like, well, I like my guy from last year. Arthur Smith needs a team where it is Desmond Ritter, Tyler Algier, Cordero Patterson, Cordero Hodge, Mac Hollins, Demir Bird, Jonu Smith as all of his weapons. And the man's a happy guy. But then why spend, why spend three top 10 picks on skilled position players, including one top five pick on a fucking tight end if you're not going to use him? Yeah. Oh, maybe, maybe we'll use him in 10 years. Maybe, maybe. Jonu Smith is your leading receiver. You had a great run, though. Yeah. It, listen, that was that he, he created that for himself. For yeah. sure. For sure. And that that to him, I will say, well done. Yeah. And it's not any of their fault that like they just go, you know, it's what, what the coach wants. Like mm-hmm. we're not blaming the players. It's Arthur Smith's fault. Because, you know, fuck him. I plead the I know. fifth. I know. I, plead, I, know. I, pl- I plead the fifth. I know. I'll just... just. I need, I need, to, keep, I need to keep my sources happy. I, I'm aware. It's just frustrating. It really is. It re- Just as somebody who is a manager that is a... Sorry. I was a little distracting. Um, uh, Joe, Joe Mixon scored. Oh, okay. And in a matchup where it is very, very, very close, I need Joe Mixon to have a nice night. On the anniversary, it was five touchdown night, by the way. Oh, that was a fun one. Yeah. Yep. I remember that. I, I, that was last year. That was last year. I remember that. I, he was on my team that year. Yeah. It was a year ago, year ago, year ago today. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So, um, yeah, not great for that. I mean, just, it sucks. That's it. Minnesota Vikings. They, I'm a, li- a little bit more optimistic about them now. Yes. Yep, absolutely. And 
my son Cam Akers, like, oh, I know, it's a career killer. It, it is. Yeah, because now you Did have you know that, that he was their emergency quarterback. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> but now you have both Achilles that have that have had to be surgically repaired. Like that's true. It was the other one, wasn't it? Yeah, it, it, it wasn't the one that he originally originally injured. Yeah, you can't come back from that. That sucks. He, he that really can't. sucks. But but the the flip side of the coin, and obviously having to talk positively, is Alexander Madison now has this job comfortably. So anybody who had any sort of doubts about Alexander Madison and whether or not Cam Akers were to come in and win this job, uh, that that's gone. That's dead and buried. Uh, Madison is the guy now for uh, the Minnesota Vikings and has pretty much unlimited job security unless they go ahead and bring in somebody else, which would just be, it would be a shit show, but can I see it? Yeah, for sure. But for right now, uh, Alexander Madison, barring they don't bring in anybody else is the guy comfortably for the Minnesota Vikings. Well, it's after the trade deadline. So I feel like that's kind of unlikely. Well, they could sign somebody. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm sure they could, but I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure there are running backs. There are running backs that are stashed on uh, on teams' practice squads that they can go and uh, and pick up if they uh, if if they need to. Yeah, I think I saw somebody. Never mind. I was gonna make it about the Jets, but I've I, I've learned. <laughs> <laughs> I've learned. Um, Jordan Addison, though, he's good. Yeah, it's awesome. He's awesome. TJ Hawkinson had a good game as well. Uh, he also left. He was, I don't know if he left injured, but he's got that red letter next to his name. So. Yeah. Yeah. I thought he he got knocked out with like, with, with a rib. And then I think Kevin O'Connell said there was also an oblique issue there. So. Yes. Monitor that as we, as we, as we go through the week. And unfortunately, you know, I, I hate to say this, but it could be possible that the Vikings just err on the side of caution when it comes to TJ Hawkinson. But at the same time, like they're five and four. Yeah. They're not out of this. No, they are not out of this at all. And and for as much stick as Kevin O'Connell has taken, he's done a great job with this team. Yeah. He's, he's rallied the troops back together after that first month, which was absolutely brutal. And by the way, too, the thing that is also overlooked with this, is Justin Jefferson coming back is now looking like a real possibility. He's eligible to come off this week of IR. And I've heard that he may not be ready, which originally they ruled as a four to six week injury. So take that, you know, with a grain of salt could miss another week, but we'll, we'll wait and see on that one. But I think now the Vikings are five and four. There is now a possibility that we see Justin Jefferson back. And if that's the case, my guillotine team would be cooking. <laughs> I know. I am annoyed that like I could have just picked up Justin Jefferson for nothing. Oh, well, peanuts. God, God willing that I get to next week and I'll be able to use him. Yeah. Um, where are they in the the Minnesota Vikings are actually the seventh seed currently. Yeah. So yep. there you go. And outside of the Lions. Their division looks terrible. So there's yeah, a real they shot. Have a shot. They have a shot. Honestly, the NFC as a whole looks. Eh. So we'll see. 
And we are now moving in to, let's talk about those Green Bay Packers. We're moving into four o'clock. Um, actually, although, or no, this is still one o'clock. I'm sorry. Um, let's talk about those Green Bay Packers, though. Same statement still stands. Uh, Brett Rippin. That's what you expect. Awful. Awful, awful, awful. This is another another one. Take what you saw, rip it up, throw it out. It was Brett Rippin. This dude is bad. He should not be in the NFL. Rip it up. Rip it up. I see what you did there. Great pun. Great pun. Great pun. Rip Like a machine gun. You are ripping it up. (laughs) That's what I'm doing with this game. I'm just ripping it up. Yeah. Um, on the Packers side, though. All right, Kristen Watson. Just, I mean, why? I mean, Jordan Love. Jordan Love just he 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 doesn't love Christian Christian Watson. No, and he's just he's just mid. He's just well, so mid. Christian Watson either doesn't perform or is hurt. Yep. Or both. Currently, mm-hmm. he's both. Yeah, and he's, he's banged up again. Yeah, no, that's they talk, what I'm saying. They talk, yeah, they talk about a possible concussion, I believe, is what I saw. Just like, a rough year for Christian Watson. Bad. Didn't start, did start off on the right foot or hamstring. Um, Jesus. <laughs> no, I, I, it's I, I been would, all I downhill. Would, I would say, though, that Christian Watson, you could drop him. You could make that argument, and I would hear it. I'm probably, in the non-guillotine, I'm probably not starting him. In 10-team leagues, I could see how you make the drop. In 12, I can't. It depends on who's there. Well, when are you ever going to start him? That's true. Not anymore, probably. No. No. Dynasty and keeper leagues, obviously, he's worth the hold. But in redraft, 10-team leagues, he's probably droppable. We're getting pretty close to that in 12. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Anything else from this game? Luke Musgrave scored. That was, that, Luke Musgrave scoring was nice. Yeah. That that definitely was nice. But still, it was only, only on three catches, four targets. So. He's just not a guy that I'm looking to consistently start, but rosterable, sure, I guess. All right. Cool. Next is Washington in Foxborough. All the talk was that the commanders have found their franchise guy in Sam Howell. And, I mean, Sam Howell did do well in this game. Brutal pick in the end zone that he threw, though. That was that was rough. But that touchdown to Jahan Dotson was pretty beautiful. I will say. Nice. Yeah, somehow, somehow has looked. He's had his moments, right? He's had his moments where he's looked good in some circumstances and and shitty in others. Well, that but Buffalo this, game wasn't great. No, the Buffalo game wasn't great. The Giants game wasn't great. But outside of that, he's just been really, really good for for fantasy. And I, I tell you what, this guy. I don't want to say Washington have the answer, right? Because I still think he's a little green, but I also give credit to Eric Beniemi. And like we see we're seeing what's going on with Kansas City and how just meh they look. Washington is cooking. 
Yep. And it comes down to Eric Biniemi. He's done a great, great job with Sam Howell, making sure he's been ready, giving him all the opportunities to grow, to learn. And it's really, really worked out for him. So uh, fair play to to Washington, fair play to Sam Howell, because he's looked he's looked good. He's looked really, really good. And this was another great example of that today. Yeah, well, there's a reason that he's been an offensive coordinator for so long. Right, and it, it's shocking that he might actually be half decent at his job. Yeah, well, I mean, it's crazy maybe, because maybe there he should be a head coach. Who knows? It's crazy because there were people that, you know, last year that won him fired from Kansas City because the Chiefs were starting slow. But clearly, yeah. it's more of a Chiefs coasting issue as opposed to an Eric B. Enemy issue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, okay. New England. Oh, New England. Just whatever. Ramondre Stevenson, I guess. Yeah. Like, that's nice. And Hunter Henry, my good friend Hunter Henry, put him in a column this week on Fantasy Pros. A deep sleeper start, Hunter Henry. I'm sure he was like, he texted you. He's like, oh, thanks, Bird. My guy. My guy. Hunter Henry is probably the best player in this offense. No, it's it's Ramondre Stevenson. It's it's Ramondre Stevenson. Much yeah, better but, from, from him from him today. His best game of the season by by a sizable amount. But to take a page out of your book, well, you know, if he didn't have that 64-yard touchdown, then his day would have sucked. Sure. Sure. But he also contributed contributed in, in the passing game. Like I believe that was his first run of over 15 yards or more on the season. I can't confirm that, but that's, I believe that is, I, without New England is, I believe, I believe that's correct. That was his his first, his first rush of 15 yards or more the entire year. And he did it. He did it. You got it. You got to credit for that. And schedule for him better in terms of in terms of run defenses that he goes up against in in the next in the next couple of weeks so keep keep an eye out for Ramondre Stevenson still is a low-end RB2 solid enough start in full point PPR in half and non someone that's on the starting radar he had a 15 yard run against the Raiders so that was his long but for the rest of them, it's been below 15 besides today. Okay, so, so yeah, he hasn't, a, he hasn't had a run of more than 15 yards. So you might, you're probably right. Yeah. All right. I lied. I can confirm that, and I just did. So now we'll go into 4 o'clock. Let's get this out of the way first. The Giants. <laughs> the Giants are fucked. Bro. Hi, Giants fans. How are you? Very good. Oh. You're resident Giants hater here. How, how, how are we doing? Um, yeah, so it's it, it's looking like it's a torn ACL for Daniel Jones. Oof. Based on what I've heard. Um, have not had that confirmed by the team yet, but that is the fear. That is, I think Dr., is Dr. Chow said that. Oh, did he? I think so. Okay, yeah, seven thirty. Seven thirty. This this came in from Roto Wire, um, from my good buddy Ian and Mike Garofalo. That an ACL tear is what is feared. 
Ooh, that yeah. sucks. So it looks like it's Tommy DeVito now, huh? Yeah, because Terod Taylor is on IR. Matt Barkley is on the practice squad. Yeah. So. Oh, oh my God. Caleb Williams, come on down. Or Drake May or Michael Penix or whoever. Yeah, I, I, I honestly, I don't want to have this conversation because we could be here all day talking about the Giants and what they should do. But the, the long and the short, Caleb Williams doesn't help this team. No. Like if, if Caleb Williams Caleb Williams is the starter for this team, they 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 get killed. He would get killed. He'd be running for his life and he'd his be fumbling all over line, the place. His offensive line is awful. This defense is playing with well eh, a defense has shown at times that they've played with they've played with some heart. But today yeah, well when they're today, motivated today just screamed like the Giants were just like How can they not done. be motivated? Going no. up against a first-time head coach, an interim head coach, who used to play for them. Who, used to want, who won a Super Bowl for them. Yeah, who used to play for them and a rookie quarterback. And just Well, did you, did you hear the story why the Raiders fired Josh McDaniels? It's so hilarious that I don't even know if it was true. It's, but I hope to God it's true. I have not, I've, I've asked, and I have not had it confirmed. But if that's true... That it's the most Josh McDaniels petty level bullshit that I can ever imagine. And it is so on brand with him. It it I was gonna say it's it's worse that it's believable, right? It's worse that it's believable. hundred percent. So for those okay, I'll just tell the story for those that are uh, for the uninitiated. Hopefully I don't butcher it. But basically Antonio Pierce, linebackers coach, he was trying to motivate the team by saying, well, you know, when I played as on the Giants and we went to go and beat the 16-0 New England Patriots, um, we thought we had the mentality that we could beat anybody. And we want to instill that mentality on the team. And the whole team was fired up, except for Josh McDaniels, who was like, don't you ever talk about the Patriots like that. Because that was the team, because Josh McDaniels was on that team. And so he was pissed that Antonio Pierce was... Wasn't even dissing the Patriots. No. He was just saying that the Giants should have the mentality or the uh, Raiders should have the mentality that, that they can beat anybody. That's all he was saying. Yep. And he's right. He's 100% right. Yeah. And I hope I hope that the Raiders play well enough. And by the way, we could, we could just transition to the Raiders. Uh, the Giants are absolutely fucked. They're screwed. Yeah, so um, fucked. Saquon Barkley, my God. Like, whoa. <laughs> You, you thought you thought last week was bad, or two weeks ago, or whatever, whatever the hell it was. Yeah, it was last week when it was against the Jets when they just peppered him. You thought that was bad. Oof. What he's going to have to do to the, to the end of the season until the Giants just let him walk. Oh my God, this could be absolutely criminal. But for the Raiders, like, I hope that Aiden O'Connell plays well enough and this defense plays well enough and the team is motivated, motivated enough where Antonio Pierce has a fair shot at this job. Yeah, I mean, his introductory press conference was great. Because th- this is the kind of coach they need. Yeah, they needed they need like a, a, a coach that could fire everybody up because they were dejected yeah. again yes. under Josh McDaniels. It, feel, that, it that felt was, like that was not a football team. That was not a like, football team. There was video about of like Devontae Adams playing pickup, like you know. I saw that in I the saw locker that, room. And I was like, that that's the kind of culture that we have here. That that is the culture that exists in this locker room. Is that? 
No, 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 no. And that's 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 your best player doing that too. Wait, what? what? No, it's like they're fun. They're having a fun time. I know. After but they my, got fired. I after know. After McDaniel's my, got fired. Oh, the video was after McDaniel's got fired. Yeah. Oh, my mistake. My mistake. My mistake. My mistake. I'm pretty sure still, it was. But still, you want to you want to see. You don't want to really see that. Like I think you, and, and this could just be the old school football guy and me talking, but I would rather see that when the team is winning. Personally. No, it's true. It's true. I mean, this is coming off off of a bad loss. Right, and... but I get what you're saying. I get, I get what you're saying. I, and I didn't realize that the video was was after Josh McDaniels got fired. So, the fact that there was something going on there, building, you know, some sort of camaraderie and everything like that. Okay, you know, that, that's that's cool. I'm, I'm that's it. I mean. That. I'm just going off of social media, so. No, sure, like, sure, and 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 listen, I, I I mean I was dead wrong. I thought the video was before Josh McDaniels got got fired, so, and can we just agree that Josh McDaniels needs to just stay in New England, rot with Bill Belichick, and she never get a head coaching job ever again. Like I thought we learned that lesson after the Broncos stint. Yeah, well, clearly somebody didn't. But Mark Davis, clearly. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I think I took it as more like, you know, the team was allowed to have fun again. Cause like, that's fair. That's, that's a very, very also, fair take. Josh McDaniels. Why, how he got hired in the first place is beyond me. That's an entirely different question that I hope will be unveiled one day as to how in the hell Josh McDaniels won a, anything that involves getting a head coaching job in the NFL when there were, I'm sure more than qualified candidates that could have won that job. And they gave us Josh McDaniels. Yeah. Well, there, there was a qualified candidate, a more than qualified candidate in the room who was the interim head coach for them. Yep. Who got them to got them to the freaking playoffs. Yeah. When their entire season was tail spinning. Yep. It, deja vu, ain't it? Yeah, I know. Uh, who was that before? Before we uh, just talk about the Raiders, the Raiders quick. Who was the head coach that got fired when Rich Bisaccia took over? Are you asking? Like, yeah, you don't know. Yeah, yeah, I have no idea. I forget. It's John Gruden. Oh, it was John <laughs> Gruden. Yep, that's right. Yep, I completely forgot. You're 100 percent right. It was the whole email thing. Yep. Okay. God, that felt like forever ago. I know, but it was only so many head coaches. So I, I mean, I'm sitting here thinking, like, in my head, I was like, "Is that like Tom Cable?" No, that Tom Cable. What I a know, name! I know. I don't think like, he was the head coach. I thought you were gonna be like, "Oh, is it Lane Kiffin?" <laughs> no, Tom Cable was head coach for the Raiders. I thought he was just the offensive line coach. No, he was. He was the head coach, I believe. That's a that is a name. Uh, now, now I'm like looking this up because now I'm afraid that I'm 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 spewing misin- misinformation and my Raiders people will, will will come at me. Hugh Jackson. Hugh, yeah. Archell. He was head coach. Oh, he was head coach. Wow, 2008, 2010. Yeah, <laughs> okay, 15 years ago. <laughs> yeah, 15. Oh, don't say that. Stop that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He wasted the prime years of Darren McFadden. That's what he did. He did. He did. He was 
he was the guy that Hugh Jackson took took over for. He was oh. the guy that was in between Lane Kiffin and Hugh Jackson. Oh God. Yep. What a dark time for the Raiders. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Jacoby Myers looked good. <laughs> smooth, yeah. Smooth transition. Smooth transition. Yeah, and Devontae Adams uh, did nothing again. And uh, yeah, uh, I hope the people at MetLife Stadium are getting his jersey ready. Yeah. Well, at least yeah. I'm I'm comforted to know that at least he would. There was an attempt to trade for Devontae Adams. I wonder if the Raiders. I've gone back and forth with the, with Jake about this time and time again, and it's not worth him and I having this debate because we're going to have it constantly. But if the I wonder if the Raiders just trade Devontae Adams to anywhere other than the Jets, just to just to spite him. Mm-hmm. I know a team oh. that would take him. I know. With what money, though? With oh, that's the problem. That's the problem. With- is you got to pay. You got to pay CD. You got to pay Micah. Has to pay Dak again. Yeah. Well, honestly, with the Jets, it's also kind of what with what money. Because at least, hey, listen, it's it's all going to work out. Garrett Wilson is changing his number to five. So 17 will be open and it'll be great. Yeah, Yeah, ideally. (laughs) No, actually, though, Garrett Wilson did say that. He is changing his number to five. Oh, is he? Yeah. Oh. Look at Garrett. Great guy. Yeah. Going back to his college number. OHIO. OHIO. Um, alrighty then. So that's easy. We're going to save Dallas for last. So we're going to talk about the Indianapolis Colts and the Carolina Panthers and just kind of like a mad game. Bryce Young didn't look great. Chuba Hubbard, okay. Adam Thielen at least got you some good PPR numbers. But otherwise, and like Miles Sanders was, he's still dro- like you're still not starting Miles Sanders. No, he's droppable. He's yeah. droppable. Point blank. He's period. been droppable. Yeah, he is droppable. By far and away, like we talk about Alexander Madison, and at least, at least Alexander Madison has like there's a role for he's, him. He scored. Today. He scored. Yeah. yeah. Miles Sanders has one touchdown on the year. Miles Sanders has one game with over 15 points. Two games in full point PPR where he has double digit points. This 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 is the bust of the year by a lot. Told you. He sucks. Told you. He is bad, bad, bad. And the Carolina Panthers too. Bad, bad, bad. Yeah. I'm sure they are not happy watching. Well, we already talked about that, but yeah, that's rough. Yeah. It might be one of those drafts where number two turns out to be better than number one. It always, usually it's number one is better than number two all the time with quarterbacks. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Going back to Peyton Manning and Ryan Leaf, Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson, Andrew Luck and Robert Griffin. So Marcus Mariota and James Winston, although that's kind of like a meh, but yeah, yeah. I mean, 
we got to see something out of Bryce ASAP because with the way CJ Stroud is looking, it's just going to put more and more pressure, I think, on Bryce to to deliver. And you know, we have to also call it spade for spade. It, they traded away the number one pass catcher, DJ Moore. Like, could you imagine if Bryce Young had DJ Moore, Adam Thielen? They, they'd be cooking. Yeah. At least two weapons. But the fact that Bryce Young has one weapon and it's 33-year-old Adam Thielen. Like, yeah, and then his other weapon is 30 year old Hayden Hurst. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Couldn't have said that much better myself. <laughs> so, nobody else is really doing well on this team. Nope. No, the Panthers, Panthers are, just, are just bad. Panthers, but are also, just I mean, bad. going into the season, who did, who did CJ Stroud have as far as established names? Uh, fair, fair. And I think the difference is, and as Adam alluded to, and he's correct, CJ Stroud has made guys better. Yeah, he had the corpse of Robert Woods, John Mechie, maybe. Yep, maybe. That's it. Nico mm-hmm. Collins had some things, Yep, had some upside. But otherwise, and Dalton Schultz, I guess, also. He's he's made guys better. Like, he's made Tank Dell better. He's made Nico Collins better. He's made Noah Brown better. And he's maintained the play of Dalton Schultz as we've gotten going. Yeah. Like that, that you have to commend uh, CJ Shaft for, for sure. Well, listen, sometimes it's not the weapons, it's the quarterback. Mm-hmm. And CJ Shroud is very, very, very talented. I feel like if you put this guy in the, if you put Bryce Young on the Eagles, he might be pretty good, but I don't know if he'd be amazing. Systems matter. Systems yeah. matter for sure, but talent at the end of the day shows. Right. And and give credit to the Texans too. They they put together a program where I've said this over the course of the last few weeks. The program of the Texans looks like it's coming along. Well, this is a great case study, actually, these two teams. Yeah. Of new coaches, first time coaches versus retreads. And like you're seeing these two systems basically being installed, they're going at the same pace. There was no head start or anything. These are both two new coaches going to their teams with new quarterbacks, similar supporting casts going into the season. And we're seeing one, you know, thrive, do well, and the other one flounder. Yeah, that's true. So it'll be interesting to see how that goes. But... Uh, Frank Reich did not get his revenge in this one, unfortunately no, for him. No, did not. Did not. And then uh, Gardner Minshew was mid, but he didn't have to be particularly all that great. Uh, Jonathan Taylor scored. That was nice to see. Zach Moss kind of came back down. I think this is Jonathan Taylor's backfield now, and Zach Moss is just kind of, you know, handcuff guy for for any Jonathan Taylor manager. Uh, Josh Downs let this game. He had, a, he had a knee injury, came into the week, banged up, and then the knee just didn't hold up. Uh, which meant more more pit stops, which at love that pit stops like that. We love we love our pit stops with with Michael Pittman, just very very consistent. And it's it just seems like it seems like a far cry from last year, where we were begging for some consistency with Michael Pittman. And outside of really one bad game against the Rams, he's just been awesome in in full point PPR. 
either scoring or he's been an eight-catch guy. And it, in PPR, you can't ask for a better wide receiver, too, than that. Yeah, well, it helps having consistent quarterback play throughout yes, the entire Yes, it does, year. And, he's, and he's getting it now with with Gardner and even before with, with Anthony Richardson. He was finding him. Yeah, and like last year was kind of an outlier because Matt Ryan was cooked and Sam Ellinger was whatever. Yep. It was a lost season for the Colts. Yeah, for sure. For sure. All right. So Dallas and Philadelphia. I know. I'm sorry. Um, there needs to be a new play caller now. Goal to go offense. Dallas is dead last. Last year, we were number one. There has never been in the history of football, there has never been a team that has gone from first to dead last in goal to go percentages. Dallas is threatening to do that. They had, I mean, they had the game in a very good spot, but. I mean, Kevin Burkhart said it on the call and he he was 100% right. The game was decided by a foot and a half. Yeah. That was, that was really good. Kevin Burkhart, love that guy. He's great. He's great. Greg Olson. Greg Olson's a little, a little like he, he's, eh, eh. but Kevin Burkhart, yeah, love he's, graduates from the SNY School of Broadcasting. He's gold. He, he, he's he's definitely gold. But Dak, Dak played well. Dak did what he had to do. He held up. He held up his his end of the bargain. CD. This dude, this dude, I, 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 the worst decision that Dallas ever made. And I, if I, if I ever met Jerry Jones, I would tell him to his face, the worst decision that this Cowboys team ever made was trading Amari Cooper because that, that was the guy that made everything else tick. And that's, that's what's missing here is CD by by himself. What's that? It was for money reasons, wasn't it? It was for cap. It was it was for cap, and then there was also uh, concerns that Amari Cooper was just banged up all the time. But that's Amari Cooper, and he plays and he performs. That's it. That's just He's been good he for Dallas forever. I'm sure. I'm sure they missed him in this game because he always performs well against the Eagles. Oh my God, they missed him in this game. Are you freaking kidding me? They they need a, they need another receiver that goes next to CD. Like, I I just wonder if maybe Emeka Abuka is a name that Dallas maybe tries to go out and get in the draft. Like that just feels like an avenue that they can go. They can they can go down. And they listen. They love drafting receivers, so that, that could be an avenue that they go down. But, but you know, Brandon Cooks, Michael Gallup, it's just, it's just not enough. And you can't be you can't be going in big key spots in the game. You can't be going to Jalen Tolbert and Luke Sconemaker. You just can't. Yeah, and that's where they went, and it it, it freaking killed them. Meanwhile, you have Philadelphia that has AJ Brown and and Devonta Smith. And fair play to the Eagles. Fair play to them. You know, they 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 feel out a great team every single week. Howie Roseman is aggressive, goes out, gets guys, and they perform. Dallas just stuck in their same old archaic ways of trying to build from within and hope that they can throw shit at the wall and make it stick. Terrence Steele is awful. The offensive line is dead. That is absolutely dead. Tyron Smith is just oh good gosh. After the year, good, good, goodbye. You got to get another offensive lineman in there. 
Hopefully you get Biotish back. Uh, secondary, secondary is a nightmare without Trayvon Diggs. And I don't ever want to hear the bullshit that Trayvon Diggs is not good because look at what this Cowboys secondary was today without Trayvon Diggs. Does Trayvon Diggs make this game any better, at least from an offensive point of view? No. But does he clamp things up on the defensive end? Absolutely he does. So anybody who says that Trayvon Diggs is overrated, not good, whatever, those people can kiss my ass. Well, the crazy thing about Dallas is that the last time they traded for a big receiver was, you guessed it, Amari Cooper. And yep. it worked out for them. Yep. Go make a play for Devontae. No. Make a play for Devontae. Make a play for freaking play for, for just a big name receiver. You have to go get somebody because this Michael Gallup thing is not working. Brandon Cook's thing is not working. And what's all right, we have we are gonna have to go to either San Francisco or Philadelphia. That's great. That's great. Two places where we've lost. At least one place was competitive. The other one, my god, we got stomped on. Yeah. Well, at least Dak was good. Yeah, yeah, he was he was good. And the and the Eagles, uh, they have the bye next week, so hopefully that'll clear things up for, for Dallas Goddard. But AJ Brown, Devonta Smith both scoring. Uh DeAndre Swift was a little stinky. Kenny Gainwell got the touchdown. So I think and all the DeAndre Swift managers were just like, you know, oh God. And then Jalen Hartz, Jalen Hartz was really, really, really good. And as he normally is too, uh, against against the Cowboys. But uh overall, really, really good day for the Philadelphia Eagles. All right, well, that is it for this one. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. You can find all episodes wherever you get your podcast. Be sure to leave a five-star review wherever you get your podcast and let us know how much you love the show and submit questions to the mailbag so they can be answered by Bird and Jake every Saturday of this football season. For my co-host at Birdsall, I'm Adam Caster. We'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye.